Chapter Twelve of From Slave Cabin to Pulpit by Peter Randolph. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: The Law. As I was born a slave in the South and deprived of all educational advantages, the opportunity for self-improvement after my emancipation I rarely allowed to go by, though I had a family to support. When I was pastor at New Haven, I availed myself of the public lectures that were given. Also, in like manner, when I was in Richmond, Virginia, I attended the school for preachers there, and I always sought the presence and companionship of those who were able to help me through the conversation and discussion of important subjects. Accordingly, soon after I gave up the active pastorate of the Ebenezer Baptist Church, Boston, I entered the law office of E. G. Walker, Esquire, and read law for a while, not with a view of practicing, but for the sake of a more definite idea of the common law. With this general knowledge, I thought I could render much acceptable service to many of my people who are ignorant of their environments and the laws that govern them i was made a justice of the peace under governor washburn and reappointed by governor long and governor ames respectively while in this capacity i rendered helpful service to some of my people but as this was not my calling i did not continue in it very long before closing these brief but important sketches of my life from slavery to freedom i wish to relate a pleasant episode that happened on one of my return visits from richmond to boston owing to the ill health of my wife and family it was necessary for me to make stated visits to the north at the same time availing myself of the opportunity of informing and interesting my friends in the southern work during one of these visits i happened in the boston post office one day and on entering my eyes rested on what appeared to be a flat pocket-book i examined the contents and found the name of charles vinyl attached i inquired of the delivery clerk if he knew of such a person he informed me that the said vinyl had called for letters and that he resided down on cape cod i was acquainted with one deacon vinyl who lived in cambridge massachusetts and had his office with gardner colby accordingly i called on mr vinyl told him my story of the pocket-book and asked him if he knew this mr vinyl from the cape he informed me that he often did business with him, and that he was a distant relative of his. In the meantime, Mr. Vinyl, the owner of the pocket-book, was exercising himself not a little in search of his property. He had visited five different places to see if he had left it there. His agitation of mind can better be imagined than described. Doubtless he scratched his head more than once where it did not itch, endeavouring to stir up his memory, for that wallet contained what might be regarded by some as a small fortune. Finally he found his way back to the post office, which at that time was located on State Street. As he entered, full of excitement, the clerk anticipated him by saying, "'You have lost your pocket-book, sir.' he intimated he had and that he had been hunting everywhere he had gone for it and wanted to know if any one had seen it in the office the post-office clerk assured him that the purse had been found and was safe in the hands of a colored man whom he knew the rev peter randolph who was preaching among the freedmen in the south and that he could be found at the office of gardner colby he forthwith struck a bee-line for this office where i happened to be at the time as he entered someone said to me that is mr vinyl as he came in with his face radiant with a smile i approached him and said you have lost your pocket-book sir 
he seemed too full for utterance and gave only smiles for answer as i returned the pocket-book i asked him how much it contained something over five thousand dollars was the reply as he received it he said now what shall i give you anything you please sir he gave me five dollars and an invitation to visit him at his home on the cape a few days after this i read in the papers that a colored boy from richmond virginia had picked up a purse of five thousand dollars and was liberally rewarded with five dollars this newspaper article gave two impressions that i wanted to correct the first was that i was not a boy but a man considered old enough to vote if nothing else so accordingly i called on mr haskell editor of the transcript and related to him the correct story relative to the pocket-book he published the same in his paper and informed the public that i was not the boy spoken of but the rev peter randolph who was pastor of a large church in richmond the second impression i wanted corrected was that i was not complaining because of what mr vinell gave me for i considered him the only rightful possessor of the purse and contents when my many friends learned that i was the person who had found the money they came together and presented me with a present of some two hundred dollars i accepted mr vinell's invitation and made him a visit at the cape which was very pleasant and profitable and through his influence i was able to solicit the sympathy and cooperation of several friends in the southern work if there is any moral to this pocket-book story it is this honesty is always the best policy and brings its own reward End of chapter twelve